the Productivity for Profit podcast for ambitious CEOs, owners, managers and entrepreneurs. I'm Libby Knight, a productivity and time management specialist and each week I'll be bringing you a dose of focus through fresh ideas and techniques that will save you time, prioritise results and give you more freedom for what's important. So ask yourself this question. How will you make this year your most productive and effective ever? Welcome to this episode of the Productivity for Profit podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about that embarrassing website that's holding you back from launching your next product or service. This is something I hear about quite often, and it's a reason why people procrastinate, because they want to have the perfect website before they launch that next service. So today, I'm going to be talking to Vicky Etherington, aka The Website Mentor. Hi, Vicky. Thank you so much for having me here today. So you're going to be helping us to understand what's holding people back and some of the things that they can do to stop this happening. Some quick fixes and some techniques that they can use because we don't want our productivity to be held back by our own insecurities in our website. So we'll be talking about, well, what is the perfect website? Is there such a thing? And a few techniques that you can use. So Do introduce yourself. How did you become the website mentor? Oh, thank you, Libby. Well, so um, it kind of happened by accident, I have to say. So marketing was my background. And um, the reason I kind of fell into websites, even though I'm really not techie at all, was because I was working with a conservation organization back in the early 2000s. And we didn't have a budget for our website. So I started tinkering with HTML and code and trying to teach myself. And that's how I kind of became a little bit familiar with websites. And then people started asking me to help them with their websites. And um, it kind of snowballed from there. So it was a very unplanned transition into websites. But back then, there was no Google, there was no YouTube, so that we didn't have the kind of support networks online that we've got now. And, um, And so I had to teach myself using books. And it was just really apparent to me very early on that there was this hunger within small businesses that they wanted to learn how to do things themselves on their websites, even though back then it was horrendous trying to manage your own website. But um, but now the tools are just so much more intuitive. It's much easier for people to take the reins and actually um, avoid that procrastination that you've been talking about because they feel like it's this huge mountain that they've got to climb. The tools make it so much easier now for people to actually really take a grip of their website and and get on top of it and make sure that it's something that's representing them and their business in the way that they feel that it needs to. 
So people can become very overwhelmed just at the thought of a website. It seems like a very complex thing to build. And of course, you've seen over the years that it has become easier, but other people haven't seen that. So where you would have learned to code and, you know, that was a whole art in itself. And people don't need to do that now. There's WordPress sites. There's so many options that you can use to build your website. It's very intuitive. There are builders there again all the time it's getting easier and easier but it's still overwhelming for people is that what you find yeah so it's interesting because I've just literally next week about to start my next group in my signature program and so many people are saying that they're really excited but they're also really nervous and they're filled with trepidation at the idea of building a website because it doesn't feel like something that they could ever be comfortable or confident doing And that's one of the reasons why I absolutely love taking people through this process is because people amaze themselves at what they're capable of doing when they actually commit to to doing the tasks and doing the work and actually going ahead and creating something. So for people who are procrastinating about it, what I would say is there are tools and there are resources and there are courses that can really, really help you if you're feeling overwhelmed don't try to do it on your own. Just find some kind of resource that's going to help you, even if it's just in the early stages to get up and running. It doesn't need to be complicated. We really, I think we overcomplicate things in our own mind. And that's why we often put them off or choose not to do them. And if we take a step back and have a look at what is actually going to be effective for us, it's not the complicated solutions. In fact, the the simpler and the more stripped back some of our online solutions are, like websites, sometimes the more effective they can be. So if you could think about what's the bare minimum that you need, somehow it becomes a little bit of an easier task for you to tackle. Yeah, I was going to say that you see some of these websites and thinking of a blank screen and going to a multi-page website with lots of images, but that's not actually what we need, is it? It's more about what do you need your website to do? So it can actually be quite simple and quite effective. Yeah, exactly. And and I think if we're talking about, you know, you mentioned right at the beginning at the introduction, people are talking that they're that they're embarrassed about their websites. And we we talk about website shame and it's website shame is real. You know, it's a real phenomenon. You often see people walking into a networking event and someone will ask them for their business card and you see them making excuses. They're handing over their business card and say, oh yeah, but don't have a look at my website because I'm literally just about to revamp it or I'm just rebranding because they desperately don't want people to go and have a look. And we're really holding ourselves back when we do that. And it's not necessarily a difficult fix. So there's lots of different versions of website shame. and there's there's scenarios where people are unhappy. So sometimes your content or your messaging isn't necessarily connecting with your audience, or it's not a true reflection of the kind of things that you do or that you want to be known to do. And in that scenario, you can actually fix it. So you could, you can literally change some of the messaging. But if your messaging is completely off and the user journey is difficult on your website and the navigation is clunky, There are some times where it's actually just better to completely just bin the whole lot and start again because it's going to be faster and probably less expensive for you to do that. Or there's sometimes a scenario where your website looks nice, but it literally just brings you, it doesn't bring you any clients. And I hear that a lot. I have lots of coaches and course creators who come to me and say, 
I had this beautiful website built for me 18 months ago and it's literally never brought me a single inquiry or lead. And in that case, there is a cure for that. You literally just need to start thinking about what you need your website to do and you can create, I'm, I'm hesitant to use the word sales funnel because it freaks people out, but actually it's just a journey that you're going to take people on. So you just ask them to start off by making one kind of micro commitment that might be to download an ebook, for example, or listen to an audio meditation or whatever your thing is. And then you enter them into a welcome sequence where you can kind of nurture that relationship with them and take them to the next stage of their journey with you, which might be maybe a discovery call or maybe an opportunity to come along to a workshop or whatever that might be. You need to put some planning and strategy behind what that journey is going to be for someone, for them to go from a stranger landing on your website to them actually becoming a client ultimately. And it might not be a completely straight line, but um, that's the ultimate, that's the ultimate goal. So it's kind of like using your website as your shop window, but then inviting them to come in and look around and perhaps even try before they buy by having something like a lead magnet, which could be a checklist or something that is has value for them. So you're already taking them on a journey but it's about getting them not just to look, but to actually experience the website. But that can be done without too much work. It's, I, I think simpler is often better, isn't it? But certainly in the early days, really just that engagement, isn't there? It's getting people there for a start and then getting them to be curious. Exactly. That's exactly it. And I like your shop window analogy. And in order for someone to come and have a look around your shop, it doesn't need to be vast. It doesn't need to be a warehouse. You know, it could just be like a tiny little gift shop. And so when we're talking about that from a website perspective, you could literally, if you're just starting out on your business journey, you could literally start out with a one page holding page. I call it a holding page. It's like a, an interim stage before you embark on de developing a full website. And the reason why that can be really useful to have as a stepping stone is because if you are just within your first kind of six months of business and you haven't had many clients yet, your business proposition and your offerings are going to change undoubtedly a hundred percent. Within the first year of you being in business, things will shift and evolve in a way that you couldn't have imagined at the beginning. So your messaging will change. Your entire customer base might not be who you thought it was going to be in the first place. Your offerings and your bundles that you're putting out there might be totally different because you're starting to get feedback. You're starting to feel what's important in the market, what your clients are needing from you. And so you don't want to spend however long it's going to take, maybe three months for you to pull together all of the content for your website in the first four to six months of your business. Because in six months time, everything might have changed. And so you've essentially just wasted that time. You need to redo it all over again. And I see that happen a lot. And so actually my advice to people when they are just starting out is literally to just have a holding page. And by that, I don't mean a kind of coming soon page or, you know, something amazing is about to happen. Drop me an email. I don't mean that. I mean, a professional looking page that you can be proud of that has some kind of strategy behind it. So you already know what, um, lead magnet or what kind of capture you're going to have on your, on, on your holding page. So you're starting to capture those email addresses, grow your email list and starting to engage with your audience already, even though your full website isn't up and running yet. So 
if what's stopping you from getting going with your website is the idea that you have to pull together this like 10 page or singing or dancing website, then you absolutely don't need to do that. You can get up and running with something quite simple, but you do need to put a little bit of planning and strategy behind it. That's a great solution for the procrastination, isn't it? When somebody thinks I either need a new website or I need to completely overhaul my current one, having that holding page, which is the simplest form of a website. So as you say, it's a website. It's not a coming soon. How long, if you were going to do a holding page, how long would that take somebody to do? And, you know, how would they get that done? Because they might be thinking, well, I have no idea where to start. So tell us a bit about that. So there's lots and lots of different ways that you can get online. And if I very quickly run through the five staples of every single website, there's a domain name. So you need a web address. That's like your google.com. You also need hosting, which is somewhere that your website files actually sit. Then you need to have a platform and you will have heard of some of them like Wix, Weebly, Squarespace, WordPress. Those are your platforms. Then within a platform, you have something called a theme or a template. And that usually is like a skin. So it dictates the layout and the look and feel of your site. And then finally, the fifth pillar of every website is content. That's the words that you put on there, the images, the content. Um, so those are five pillars of every website. So the third one was the platform. Now, the platform that you choose is going to dictate how quickly you get things up and running. And you can take a shortcut and you can do something really fast um, with something like Wix, for example, that will get you up and running quickly. And the, the thing about that is you will, you need to kind of think ahead and think, do I want to learn something now that's going to get me something really fast and quick up and running and then learn something all over again in six months time when I want to build my full website? Or do I want to take a slightly longer route and do it the proper way? So I'm learning one system now. And that's entirely down to your own financial restraints and also to your kind of capacity for learning at this point in time. When you look at the likes of something like Wix, it's a subscription model. So you sign up for an account and you pay your monthly subscription and they will help you get something up and running reasonably quickly. With the likes of WordPress, which is what I specialize in, um, it's a little bit more involved and that's why people veer away from it. But actually, it's not that difficult to do. And um, and in fact, I've got a whole system that helps people get up and running quickly with a holding page on WordPress, and they could do it in a weekend if they wanted to. So it's it's really, and WordPress, there's two systems with WordPress, but the one that I teach is the one that's free. So the only um, financial expenditure that you have is your annual domain name renewals. And also you need a hosting plan, which is also an annual fee. But everything over and above that is free because WordPress itself is a free platform for people to use. I know people are probably wanting to say, okay, this is what you do. Step one, step two, step three, step four. There's, it does depend on people's own personal circumstances as to which kind of direction they're going to want to choose. Because people often hear about a particular platform and lots of people will say, oh, I've heard about WordPress and I've heard that it's absolutely the right place for me to be, but I've heard it's also really difficult to learn. Well, if you know that you want to use something like WordPress, then make sure that you um, take guidance with it, that you maybe sign up for a course, that you use some kind of holding page system and template if you're wanting to get something up and running quickly. So when I started my business, I built um, a WordPress site 
and it has taken me time to master it. And, you know, now I can do things quite quickly, but I know that you have something that people can really take a shortcut, shorter than I did, because you have, I believe, a solution for that holding page that people can access and get up and running, like you said, in a weekend and get it right first time, which is, you know, we can all learn, but it's about getting it right first time and not wasting time. So tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so I offer a um, a package where I show people how they can go ahead and register their domain name, get their hosting plan, install WordPress and get uh, that little padlock on their um, on their browser, which they may not yet know that they need, but they do need it, and how to install a template or a pre-made layout that I have created. I've got a choice of, um, of three pre-made layouts that people could choose from, and, um, and then I have video tutorials showing them how to customize it with their own colors, their own text, their own imagery. And that really is something that, I mean, if you were slightly tech savvy you could do in a matter of hours and so yeah that's that's my holding page package and it's I also give people lifetime access to the premium theme that I use um, on all of my WordPress websites and it's what I teach on my Rock That website course to all of my students Um, so people get a lifetime access to that because even though WordPress is free there are premium add-ons that you can put onto it and sometimes the theme is one of those things that people do want to spend money on because they want to be able to get some some kind of support or they're wanting to know that it's going to be regularly updated and that it's credible and that their website isn't just suddenly going to break. So that's one of the things that I that I install for free for anyone who signs up for my holding page package. If it's something that would interest any of your audience, Libby, I'd be really happy to um, put together a coupon code for anyone who's listening to your podcast. So that would be amazing. So they would be able to set it up. They would have their holding page. They would have lifetime access to the builder all in that one package. And there's a coupon code to go with it. Well, I'll create one. I will. Oh, that would be brilliant. Thank you. Yes. So I'll put that in the show notes. That's brilliant. Thank you, Vicky. And so, yeah, if people want to get a website up quickly and easily and have, like you say, not commit too much time and energy into something that is likely to evolve and change over time, but have a functioning one-page website, and that sounds like a brilliant solution. So thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. That is also a good way for people to be able to get their new product or service out there, isn't it? So if they are new, they can get that straight out there quite quickly. So you use WordPress, I use WordPress, and so do an awful lot of people, don't they? A lot of big brands use that as well. I think one of the problems that some people find is that they have had, as you mentioned earlier, a website built for them. They had no control over and they are now stuck and whoever built it for them doesn't want to do it anymore. So again, this is another solution for them to get rid of that kind of feeling of despair and, and again, procrastinating because they're not sure what to do. This would be a quick, big solution so that they're not hanging around 
worrying about it for months on end and they can get that solved quite quickly. So that's another good reason to get that package and get a quick solution to a problem that is causing them a lot of stress. Yeah. And I think sometimes people think that they're, they're backed into a corner if they, if they are in that scenario. So maybe they're a web designer, maybe the relationship has gone sour or maybe someone's just disappeared and they can't get in touch with them anymore. Um, and people think, well, then what do I do? Because my website is literally just like, I, I can't connect with it. I can't make changes to it. And actually there is a solution to that. If you have control of the domain name, so if you have access to the management of it, if you registered it yourself, you can literally just register another hosting plan, build a website there, and then just point the domain name to your new website that you've just created. And then that eventually that website that someone else created for you on that holding page will literally just fade away. So, so one of the things that I hear lots of people saying is there's literally nothing I can do about it because my web designer is not replying to any of my emails, isn't picking up the phone to my calls. And they think that that's kind of the end of it. But if you have control of your domain name, and this is one of the reasons why I always suggest that people do register their own domain name, as long as you've got access to the management of that, you can take your website anywhere and you can rebuild it anywhere. So you haven't lost your brand name, you haven't lost it. Domain is yours and you can reutilize that with that new holding page, website, So quick solution, and it's not holding you back. It's not slowing down your business development, which is what nobody wants. Um, So those exciting ideas, you can get them out there. Exactly. And as I think you've alluded to, there's no such thing as a perfect website. So that's, again, something that shouldn't hold people back because the idea is not about it looking shiny and slick. It's about the user experience and it's about... What do you want your website to do? That is more important than making it look like a designer website. Exactly. And in fact, some of the most successful websites, it kind of pains me to say this, are not attractive websites, but they have a good user journey. They have good strategy behind them. And so people are really, really clear on what they need to do on a website when they arrive there for the first time. So clarity of what you want people to do and clarity of telling people what it is that you can do to help them is really, really key to the success of a website. So like you said, Libby, there's no such thing as a pers- uh, as a perfect website, but and there's definitely no one size fits all, but there are certain things that you should be including on every website. And one of them is to make sure that there's real clarity over what you do and what your offerings are and what visitors to your website should actually be doing next. What's their next action? And when you kind of hit the gold bullet, so I remember like discovering the power of websites was... Um, was when I was taking some time off to spend with my brother who was really unwell and I'd taken three months out from my business and I was able to fill my next program that was running that autumn. This was in the summer, just through inquiries that were coming through from my website. It was just working on its own. And when that starts to happen, that's when you realize it might not be the perfect website, but it's become an extra marketing person in your team. So even if you are working on your own, your website can become that extra person that's working really hard for you. And and that's when you can start to appreciate the power of, um, of automation, but also of things happening for you without you having to actually take any action because you've got a really, really solid foundation. And 
Libby, you mentioned right at the beginning about, you know, once you've got your website, you need to actually start sending people to it. People often get that the wrong way around. They work really hard on, you know, putting out social media posts and doing their Instagram stories and, you know, really trying to drive engagement on social media and they're going to networking events and they're doing all the kind of stuff that people are telling them to do, but their foundations aren't right. So that means that they're driving traffic to a website, which then people are just stopping dead there. They're not getting any further than that. So you've done all the hard work up front in driving people to your website, but then they hit a dead end. There's like, there's no call to action or there's no really clear user journey for them. And so that's why things are failing. And that's why so many people feel like they're really pushing this rock uphill because it feels like such hard work because they're constantly on this grind. But when you start doing all of that stuff and your activity is bringing people to your website and then your website is actually working in collaboration with all the other activities that you're doing at that point, that's when you can start to feel that you're gaining traction and the momentum is really starting to pick up for you. It's brilliant. And again, that doesn't need to be a huge website. No, absolutely not. I mean, literally, you can set up all of this with one page. Vicky, you have given us so much value today and so much insight, whatever stage we're at and, and whatever stage our website is at. So where else can we find you online to get more, you know, of your experience and your skills in this area? Because you obviously know your stuff. You've been doing it for a long time. Um, What else can people do with you and where can they find you? (laughs) Thanks, Libby. So um, my website is the website mentor.com. And the best place to hang out with me online is in my WordPress Happy Community on Facebook, which is my free Facebook group. Um, but if anyone's wanting to really get up and running fast with their website, I run a five-day free confident website creation challenge uh, several times a year. And so Libby, I'll give you the link for that in case anybody wants to sign up to something like that. Um, and that gets people started off from scratch with WordPress. So if anyone's wanting to build a WordPress website, we go through all of the steps that you need to take in order to get your domain name up and running. And we even have a look at things like a little bit ar- around branding. So, yeah, so that's probably the best ways to interact with me online. Yeah, people get to know you really well through that because you you sort of teach over a couple of days and people just get the job done, don't they? And you're there answering their questions. So, um, yeah, if people want a taste of what you do, that would be perfect for them because I know I've done it myself. So <laughs> Thanks, Libby. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. And, yes, yes. It's, it's lovely to be here and to answer some of those questions. Thank you. And I'll make sure that in the show notes are all those links that you've talked about so that people can get access to those resources. Thanks so much for joining me. It's been absolutely brilliant. I know that there will be people out there who will breathe a huge sigh of relief knowing that they don't need to be held back by their embarrassing websites anymore. um, And they now know what they need to do so that they can develop their businesses and get their new products and services out there without any of that shame. Take care and I will see you again next week on the next episode of the Productivity for Profit podcast. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Productivity for Profit podcast. Why not join me in the free Facebook group Productivity for Profit for more tools, tips and support on your journey for mastering your productivity and time management. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. 